morning. It is my privilege to welcome you here this morning to the 49th annual Sunday School Christmas program here at Calvary Bible Church. It is our prayer that the program today will be a blessing and a challenge to each and every one of us. We trust that others will be coming as we continue with the program. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes as we look to our Heavenly Father in prayer as we begin today's program. Our Father, we thank you for this privilege that on this special day, as we gather in our Sunday school to remember you on that first Christmas morning, when the Lord Jesus Christ became man in the form of a very little baby, born in a lowly manger amongst the cattle. But he came, and we rejoiced this morning, in that he came that we might have new life, new life in Jesus Christ. And so we ask today, our Father, that you would bless our program, bless those who will participate this morning from the very youngest ones in the nursery to the adults in the adult classes. We ask, Father, that you will get all the praise and the glory. And now as we receive our offering for our Sunday school today, we give you thanks for the privilege of worshiping you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. While the offering is being taken, I'm going to ask you to turn in your Christmas season book to number five. Thou didst leave thy throne and thy kingly crown.
Thank you. We've been waiting for our MC for the morning to arrive. Unfortunately, he has been slightly delayed, so you know you have to be ready to pinch it at any time. And so we're going to start our program as close to being on time as possible. And we go be, be, begin this morning with a poem from the Family Life class by Sister Ampersam Simonet. Sister Simonet. Hi. Good morning, everybody. It's a pleasure to be invited to speak to you all. So, without further ado, I better get on with my job. Christmas, as celebrated in so many ways, as displayed around the world. For the meaning of Christ's Mass, what does it mean to us? In Middle English, the word Christmas originated as a compound meaning, Christ's Mass. It is derived from the Middle English, Christe Masse, and the Old English, Christus Mass. So let me share this with you. Compared to other religions, Christmas is quite a small festival in India. Due to the number of Christians, 2.3%, compared to the people who believe to other, belong to other religions, having said this, you know, the population of India is over 1 billion. So only 25% of people in India are Christians. How do they celebrate it? As I said before, the largest Christian communities live in Bombay, which is now known as Mumbai, and most of them are Roman Catholics. They celebrate the Midnight Mass as a very important service for Christians in India, especially Catholics. The whole family will walk to the Mass, and this will be followed by a massive feast of different delicacies. As Brother Patrick said last week, is curry, curry, curry. So all forms of curries. They decorate the churches in, in, in India with poinsettia flowers and candles for the Christmas Eve Midnight Mass. Many different languages are spoken in India. As you know, there are over 90 languages. In Hindi and Urdu, Happy and Merry Christmas is Bade Din Ki Mubarak. In Sanskrit, is Christmas Sasya Shubka Mana. In Bengali, it is Barodina in Tamil, that is the one that I speak, it's Kristu Jayanti Nalvaltugal. In Konkali, Konkani, it's Kushal Borit Natala. So you've had a visit to India. Now shall we go to China? About 1% of people are Christians, so most of the people only know a few things about Christmas, because this is Christmas and most of the, the Christmas celebrations are in Shanghai and Beijing. And in the big city, cities, they have Christmas trees and lights like the European and, and American malls. In Chinese, Merry Christmas is Shang Dan Kuai Lo. And in Mandarin and in Cantonese, it's different. So in, Man, in Cantonese, it is Shang Dai Lo Ran. And so simplified, it means... Old Christmas man. 
Certainly, not everyone in China have a Christmas tree or celebrate Christmas at all. The people do have a Christmas. It is normally a plastic one, which might be covered with paper chains, paper flowers, and paper lanterns. They may call it the tree of light. The Christmas trees that most people would see would be in the shopping malls. Most of the people from China in the countryside don't celebrate Christmas because they don't know about Christmas. The strange thing is, most of the people's plastic Christmas trees and Christmas decorations are made in China, but the people don't know what they are for. Some people go carol singing, although not many understand them or know about the Christmas story. Jingle bells is the most popular carol in China. Shall we go to Russia? In Russia, the religious festival of Christmas is being displayed by the festival, replaced by the festival of winter. There are some traditions that are still kept up in some parts of the country. Traditionally, Russian Christmas special prayers are said, and people fast sometimes for 39 days until January the sixth, Christmas Eve, when evening star appears in the sky. Then begins the 12-course supper in honor of each of the 12 apostles. Fish, beet soup or borscht, cabbage stuffed with millet, cooked dried fruit, and much more. Hay is spread on the floor and tables to encourage horse feed to grow in the coming year, and the people make clucking noises to encourage their hands to lay eggs. On Christmas Day, hymns and carols are sung. People gather in churches which have been decorated with usual Christmas trees or yelka. Flowers and colored lights are displayed. And usually, Christmas dinner includes a variety of different meats. Goose, suckling pig are the favorites. Babushka is a traditional Christmas figure who distributes presents to children. Her name means grandmother, and in old legend, it is said that when the wise men were traveling to see Jesus, it was too cold, so grandmother didn't go. Therefore, what she does now is she fills a basket with presents and goes around giving to children for good children. And therefore, that is the three. Big countries I spoke about. What is my personal story on Christmas? Christmas is filled with relationships, memories of young children, and love abound. For sharing time, talents, and tasks together to make Christmas a special, especially for our loved ones. Now that I'm older, comes with Christmas comes with mixed emotions and sadness. For those who do not know Christ as their personal savior, and for those who died. Who were not saved? That God sent His only Son, Jesus, for sinners like me and you, so that we have an opportunity to be in His heavenly kingdom. As I reflect, I remember of children of God returning to God, literally coming home to the Lord, away from the secular dependency, but to the spiritual welfare, and to be directed to live for Him in all we do. The French word for Christmas is Noel. Spanish for Christmas is Navidad. German word for Christmas is Weihnachten. As a linguist, we know the language to share the story must be to meet the audience, and therefore must be appropriate. As a communicator, we must develop the appropriate language to meet the target population. As a manager, we need 
the vision and the mission so that you know what is Christmas about. As an economist, we must know that you have the supply and the demand. There is a world so that the world is left with no one missed. So everybody has an opportunity to learn about Christ. As an advocate, we must defend his cause, stand up for Jesus and his reasons. As an analyst, we know he analyzes and restores our soul without restrictions. Whether you're a Sikh, a Muslim, or a Buddhist, an Indian, or an African, or an Eurasian, a Caucasian, or a Rasta, you are welcome. Only criteria is you believe, you're born as a son of man, he died on the cross for you. So the next word that comes to mind is rejoicing. We rejoice because his birth was freely given to us, and we need to remember that as we celebrate Christmas. Merry Christmas. I have much more, but I think I need to give the other little children a chance. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Simonette. And um, once again, let's um, show our, our appreciation. And now we have the teen department represented with a skit. The skit is entitled A Christmas Reflection, and the, focus on, and the focus is not looking at what we're going to get for Christmas, but taking time to appreciate the things that we have received. Mia, can you believe it's just a week until Christmas? I know, right? Time sure flies, eh? Yeah, I know. Hey, did you get the email from Pastor Michelo about doing a skit for the Sunday School program? Yeah, but I don't know if we can focus on the skit, though. Me either. Well, let's just brainstorm together, then. Okay. Um, how about doing something pertaining to having the right perspective and the right attitude toward the Christmas season? You know, the reason for the season type of thing. That's usually a good one, but I think they've done that before. Hey, I, don't, I know. Why don't we do a remake of The Christmas Carol, except this time put a little Bahamian twist to it. <laughs> that would be good, but didn't we do that last year? <laughs> oh yeah, that was a funny one. With Thaddeus running all over the place. <laughs> so, what are we going to focus on for our skit? Hmm. Hey, Lori, you remember growing up and getting at least one gift you asked your parents for for Christmas? Yeah, I remember. And you would be so excited because you knew you were getting that one gift you really wanted. It changed your whole outlook during that Christmas season, especially the last week bait. And the day before when you saw that wrapped gift, it was just, you know, confirmation. confirmation. Because you knew you had just got the one gift you really wanted and, and a little extra. And nothing could go wrong that entire day. Everyone would be laughing and hanging around, especially when the rest of your family came over with your first cousin twice removed on your daddy's <laughs> side. Mia, you, you know, I think we got this. I know what our theme for our skit will be. How about we do on not, our focus on the skit would be on not always looking forward to what you're getting for Christmas, but taking time to reflect on all the things we've been given, especially the greatest gift we've ever received. God's Son, Jesus Christ. Mia, you know, I think that just might work. We just need to find two people to play the right roles. Thank you, teens. Um, 
And we see what a wonderful job Pastor Mitchell is doing with our young people. Let's give them another round of applause. And now, what we've all been waiting for. We have a combined program today, which includes the nursery, beginners one and two, primary and junior departments. That's from two years old right on up to through 11 years old. So they're coming now with their special Christmas program. Let's give them a warm welcome. Each year, most of us decorate a Christmas tree with little thought as to why we even have a tree in our house or on our lawn. Why do we decorate it the way we do? Today, the children of Calvary Bible Sunday School would like to share with you the story and the meaning behind the decorated Christmas tree. The tree is an evergreen, the symbol of everlasting life and the joy of living forever with God. This is the good news that Jesus' birth, life on death, his death, and resurrection proclaim to all of humanity. Jesus made it so clear in the Gospels about his divine identity. We need to all consider here this morning whether or not those statements are true. To Christians, they are. We therefore trust every single word Jesus ever uttered. Given the reality that Jesus is God, it seems amazing that it may be politically correct to remove him from Christmas. Christmas time is a celebration of a person, a living person, who loves you and who was born for you and then died for you so that you may have eternal life. Christmas is Jesus. There are lots of stories out there, and many ideas about why we decorate evergreens at Christmas time. One favorite that many adults may know is that a man named Martin Luther started the tradition over 400 years ago. Martin was out in the woods walking near his home on, on Christmas Eve. He was praying and thinking about the Lord Jesus Christ when he became so thrilled with the beauty of a tall evergreen that was shouted against the starry sky. He decided that he wanted to take that tree home with him. He had a saw with him, so he cut it down and dragged it home. He then built a base so it would stand straight and tall in his home. He then fastened some candles to it to look, to look like those stars he had seen earlier. They did not have electric lights in those days. He then lit up all those candles and stood back to admire the tree. The, star, the candles reminded him of the stars that were in the sky above Bethlehem on the night that Jesus Christ child was born. We have used electric lights in our, on our trees.
Christmas tree represent those candles of long ago and those stars. The Book of Isaiah and the Gospel of John talk about the Messiah, the one who brings light. Another legend of candles says that candles were put into the windows of all Christian homes on Christmas Eve. Those candles guide the Christ child to those doors. If a stranger came to the door on Christmas Eve, they were never ever turned away from that house. Remember in the Gospel of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Mary and Joseph were turned away from the inn and there are no room for them to stay anywhere. Christians believe that the stranger could be the Christ child in disguise. Jesus proclaimed he was the light of the world. This morning, each and every one of us here present can be that same light. We should be that light, just not at Christmas time, but every day, all of our lives. Jesus is the light of the world. Once we fully accept Jesus into our hearts, we too become those lights for all the unbelievers. The light of Jesus should shine to us in all we do and in all we say and in all we write. Stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared. And the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious
decoration is the star. The star again represents the special star that shone above the manger where the Christ child was laid. It is the same star that the shepherds saw when they came to visit the baby Jesus. It is the same star that the wise men followed who came from the east when they came in search of the baby Jesus. Remember the gospel says, and lo, the star which they had seen in the east went before them until it came to rest where the child was with his mother Mary. Jesus is also called the bright morning star in the book of Revelations.
Next, we are going to put angels on our tree. The word angel stands for messenger, a Greek word. The angel communicates good news from God to people. An angel appeared to Mary. He said, Fear not, for you have found favor with God, and you will conceive by the power of the Spirit, and you will, and the child will grow in your womb, and you will bear a son. You shall call his name Jesus. The same angel appeared to Joseph, telling him what would come to pass. The scriptures also say that some shepherds were in the field, watching over their sheep. Then an angel of the Lord appeared and stood before all of them. Those shepherds were frightened. The glory of God was shining all around the angel. The angel told them not to be afraid. He was bringing them good news of great joy. Tonight your Savior has been born in the town of David. He is the Christ child, the Lord. This message is that you will know and you will hear. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Those angels were praising God and saying, Peace on earth. Give glory to God in the highest. And on earth, let there be peace among the people that please God. The angels told the shepherds where they could go to find the baby. Then they filled the whole sky, singing praises to God. It was an awesome sight. Bells means joy at Christmas time. In some countries around the world, bells ring out loud in every church to announce the birthday of Jesus, who brings justice and peace for all.
The Christmas balls all have very special meanings. Also, they are round, a shape that reminds us that God's love for us is eternal and has no end. The balls also represent the world into which Jesus came as Emmanuel. God is with us. The red balls remind us here today of the blood that was shed for all of our sins. In the shedding of that blood, we all became free for all of a time. What a sacrifice Jesus made for us all! The green balls represent to us the hope of eternal life and the forgiveness of our sins, just by repenting and then asking God that eternal life is God's greatest gift to us all who are willing to surrender and then believe that Jesus was the Son of God. The white balls stand for the purity and light of Jesus. He is the light of the world and was without sin. The blue balls are for faith. The faith, the prophets of the Old Testament, who always listened to God's word, proclaimed that a Messiah would come to save the world. Faith is the one thing that can last for all of time. If you have that faith, then you have what it takes to tackle all your problems and challenges. Faith is the one thing that cannot be taken away from you. Faith resides in your heart. Faith is real. In Hebrews 11, we are told faith is real even if we can't see it. So grab your faith, clutch it very tightly. It is the anchor of your soul. Some candy canes on our tree. Candy canes were first invented by an Indianapolis candy maker. He made the hard candy in shape of a J originally, as a way to remind the children that Jesus was at the heart of Christmas. They were originally red, green, and white. The candy canes were also to remind us that the shepherds were the first ones to hear about the birth of Jesus. They carry crooks in order to keep their sheep safe or to lift them from cliffs or caves in the rock. Jesus is our shepherd, and he uses his crook to guide us every single day, leading us away from sin. He provides a path for us to walk with him every day of our lives if we let him. The colors on our candy cane are red, but the sacrifice Christ made for all our sins—the green for that hope that he always gives to us—and lastly, the white for our purity and light. Last of all is the gifts that we put on our tree at Christmas time. At Christmas time, we are we present our gifts to each other as a symbol of our love for one another. Our love should always be given away for free. Jesus gives us His love for free every day. If we have surrendered to Him, we cannot enjoy and experience that love of this free gift until we accept it and open that love and receive this love 
as a part of our daily lives. In the same way, we are all reminded at this special time of year, Christmas time, that God sent the greatest of gifts to us at Christmas time, his son, Jesus Christ. We can hear about this gift, read about it, but until we accept that God, this gift, and receive it as part of our lives, we will never be able to experience everything that God wants for us as his child. Jesus did not become God, but rather has always been God. We know that in the incarnation, he became man. He always had the nature of God, but he did not think that by force he should try to remain equal with God. Instead of this, of his own free will, will he give up all he had and took the nature of a servant. He became like a human being and appeared in human likeness. He was humbled and walked the path of obedience all the way to death. It's death on the cross. Jesus came to earth and took on human form in the flesh in order to live amongst us, reveal the Father, and then to offer his perfect life as an atoning sacrifice for our sins.
What a wonderful, wonderful job these young people have done this morning. And we truly appreciate the time and the effort the teachers and the workers in these departments have put into and to seeing that today was a success. Um, I'm going to ask the teachers in the various departments there who took part this morning, please stand so we can show you our appreciation. All the teachers from the nursery right on up, please stand. Teams and everybody else, thank you so much. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. Your labor is not in vain. You know, Calvary Bible Church is known in our community for its Sunday school. As you go out and you meet different people and they know that you are involved in Calvary Bible Church, they always mention the great Sunday school program that we have. And for many years, from the very beginning of Calvary Bible Church, we have had a tremendous program, a tremendous lot of teachers and workers who have been dedicated and faithful Sunday after Sunday. And for many years, we had one adult Sunday school class. And then we moved into two. One of the classes was shared by Pastor J.C.L. Thompson and Brother Dan Spriotson. And then Dr. David Allen shared in the class for many years. And then when Pastor Lee came, shortly after he came, we felt the need of starting some other classes, and the young marriage class started in those days. And at that time, Greg and Rita Sweeten gave leadership to that class. And from that class started the family life. From family life started home builders. And so today, we have four adult Sunday school classes. They are all tremendous classes, all led by dedicated teachers. But this morning, we had planned to recognize Greg and Rita Sweden for their leadership over the years. And I'm going to ask them to stand right there in the pew where they are. Let's give them a... Thank you. We had planned to present Brother Greg this morning with a plaque for his dedication of his sister Rita for their years in the, what is now known, it started out as a young marriage, but after a few years, the young marriage became older marriage, and uh, some of their children were, got married, and so they changed the name some years ago to Power for Living. But Greg and Rita have been faithful, dedicated teachers over the past almost 20 years. And we had planned to present them a plaque this morning, but unfortunately, 
things that we don't have any control of, we were unable to get the plaque delivered to us by yesterday. So we will have to present the plaque at a later date. But we wanted to recognize them for their faithful service. Brother Greg and Sister Rita have relinquished the leadership of the class. Although they are still assisting with the teaching, Brother Brian Marie now is the primary teacher there, assisted by Brother Brad Smith. And we thank them for their faithfulness, as well as the other teachers, Brother Randy Pierce and the senior adults, your truthful living class, and Brother and Sister Ron Springle, and the own builders, and they're assisted by Brother Patrick Rutherford, and the Family Life class, Pastor and Sister Annette, with Priscilla Cartwright. Let's give them all a round of applause. Now I'm going to call upon our Christian Ed Director, Brother Randy Pierce, who will have some closing remarks and dismisses in prayer. Brother Randy. Thank you. Uh, we want to just thank all of you for coming this morning and also for your participation and cooperation with our, our Sunday school uh, classes and teachers during the course of the year. Uh, they're very hard workers and they certainly appreciate your cooperation and participation in ministering to your children, our children. And uh, we thank you very, very much. And so on behalf of all of us at the Christian Education Ministry, we'd like to wish you a very Christ-filled Christmas and an abundantly prosperous New Year. Let's bow as we close in prayer. Father, we thank you and praise you for the wonderful gift that you have given us. First wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger, the babe, the Christ child. We thank you, Lord, that he came to bring hope to the world. And we experience that hope today, along with the salvation that he gave in giving himself as the offering on Calvary's altar in order that we might have life and have it more abundantly as our children so vividly expressed today in our program. And so, Lord, we thank you for the wonderful gift you've given us and for the time that we have spent here today. We pray, Lord, that we may leave here with our hearts refreshed and experience the warmth of the Christ child in our hearts and take it to our homes and our neighborhoods and our communities that others may experience the blessing of Christmas, the Christmas that you intended for it to be with the gift that you gave. And so, Lord, we thank you, Father, for this time in your presence, and we thank you for all that transpired here today. Bless us now as we separate with your blessed benediction as we give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. The Lord bless you.